It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. I guess this is the, that whole getting used to all the background noises and everything. Yeah, yeah. I can't hear you. Sorry. That might be my fault. I'll mute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Leanne, say that again. Yeah, I was just saying, um, you know, you can listen and watch along with the Supreme Court cases now. Yeah. Cases yesterday, somebody flushed a toilet during the <laughs> You know, it's, it's a, a look at normalcy of human life. <laughs> Like the everybody well, until this happened, like it, it was all just kind of just pretend that stuff doesn't happen. It happens off in the distance in the background. It's not real. It's not a real thing. And now it's like, here it is. Can't hide it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So how are you guys? We're great. We're staying busy. Um, doing good. Worrying about all of our all of our friends in the industry, but um doing what we can to help them out but yeah we're great that's good and are you both still working then yes yeah okay okay yeah we can do for our coffee for the women and whiskey events that we do we have to refund all of those tickets events obviously but we both have day jobs so it, it wasn't bad for us okay did you both work from home before this or is this new? You did some things. I did for a while, um, and then I got an office over at Gravity because I, um, I'm a bit of a shut-in anyway, and um, I needed to get out. Like, I was not putting on clothes. I would mostly get out of bed, brush my teeth, wash my face, and go to work. <laughs> I never go anywhere else. So I had to get an office, and um, I've been there less than a year the shutdown happened so um but Blair had an injury a couple of years ago was it two years ago now almost um so we were home together for like nine weeks while he recovered so it was kind of back to that again training (laughs) well thank you guys for jumping on today I'm really excited we've been I think we've been trying to arrange something for what like 10 months now something ridiculous like that and this is awards mm-hmm. yeah we met at the columbus podcasting awards back in august if i'm not mistaken i think that's right yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome well then um it's this is this weird podcasting time where it's like suddenly people are like sure i'll come on i have nothing to do so <laughs> Um, I don't know if you've experienced that because you have your own podcast. We do. Yeah. We do. It's called the Fist Bark and Talk. And um, yeah, we've been doing some Zoom podcasts like you are, like we are with you now. And uh, yeah, it works out just fine, actually. So we might just continue doing it in this format. Who knows? It's, it's fun. Yeah, I, I, I kind of dig the format too, honestly, and being able to reach people kind of wherever they are is super nice. So, you know, it's convenient for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I want to know, are you guys from Columbus originally? Because you are Columbus lovers and supporters, but are either of you from Columbus originally? No, no. I'm from the from New York area. But we've been here uh, over 20 years, both of us. Um, and you're right, we actually love Columbus. Um, we love the people, the, uh, the ca- how caring people are. Um, what's so striking, in a, and especially during a time like this, everybody pulls together. And that's just the spirit of Columbus. And that's, uh, that's a wonderful and really rare thing to find in a city. Um, so yeah, we love it here. 
I agree. I agree. So what brought you guys here then? Jobs. Work. Yeah. And then, you know, the kids, my kids were young and so they grew up here. Went to Columbus Public Schools. Now they're grown and gone, but yeah, I had left the roots, you know. Yeah, I um, I had left Louisville for Cincinnati, um, and I'm a healthcare consultant. That's my day job, and I came here to work for what was then the doctor's hospital system, um, and and just loved it. So we, I don't want to live anywhere else. I might want to live in the warmer temperatures during part of the year, but I don't want to permanently move from forever. I'm right there with you. I always, I, I tell my husband, you know, when, when the kids are out of the house, I'm moving south. You're welcome to join me if you'd like to. Um, he's the cold weather person, like loves it, loves it. He's from Northern Ohio, so he loves the cold and I despise it. <laughs> Today, yeah. Today is terrible. It's what, like 40 something and rainy? It's gross out today. It's gross. It's awful. I just got in and it is just the worst. And it's going to snow later. No. <laughs> no. Done. It's like during this time, do, do we need more than what the, the murder hornets and now snow? Um, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I don't know if the locusts are on their way yet or. Um, what are the other plagues? I'm not sure what's next. <laughs> what did you say, Flair? Oils. Yeah. Yeah. So getting there, I'm sure. We'll all have. <laughs> so tell me the story. How did how did Blair and Leanne become Blair and Leanne? Um, well, we met at the Rossi. Okay. Um, we both were regulars, but um, he was, I called him a third shift regular and I was a first shift regular. So I would go in like at five o'clock for dinner and then I would be in bed by 8.30, which is the time that he would usually get there. So um, we were always missing each other. Um, but then one Friday night, I was coming off of a bad date and it was like a little after 10, which is past my bedtime, but I decided to go into the Rossi for one more. And Blair just happened to be there at the bar. We just started talking and talking about um, whiskey and then also about our birthday. So we have the same birthday. So, and we've been together ever since. Yeah. That was eight years ago. She made me show my ID. <laughs> Why would I lie about the day? I might lie about the year, but I wouldn't lie about the day. But when is, what's the birthday? October 26th. Very nice. So what, you talked over whiskey, you both are whiskey drinkers, I assume. Is that one of the top cocktails you go for? Oh Big. gosh, we love all cocktails. Um, Blair has like a his top 10 list. Um, I'll drink just about anything. Uh, but no, we do I really love bourbon, but we also really love gin. Mm -hmm. Um, we do have a bourbon club, though, and a bourbon board game, so, and I teach the women in whiskey classes, so, but I'm from that area, so it's just kind of, you know. So how did you, where did all of this start with um, the, the cocktail tour and the board game and everything that you guys have been doing? How did that start? So it all started from I decided that I wanted to write a pilot for a TV show that was like topped only for bartenders. And getting a TV show made is very, very difficult. So we started coming up with all these ideas to promote the making of the TV show. So, and along um, the way, while we were preparing and doing the background, we we met all of these people and realized that we could segue that into the tour. So yeah. the tour kind of evolved from that. Yeah, so then we started doing the I'm Not Really in your cocktail competition and uh, the podcast came out of that and the show still has never been made and who knows if it ever will, but um, yeah, all that came from that idea. And then the bourbon run board game that we created 
uh, we have a bourbon club that we started back in 2014. And uh, one of our members had suggested that for our May meetup, that we do something uh, race related since it's derby season. And his suggestion was that we all get a bottle of Blanton's and we have teams and we would see whose team could drink their bottle of Blanton's first. And of course, we're all drunk. We're like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And then the next day, of course, we're like, that's a terrible idea. First of all, it's a terrible waste of Blanton's. Second of all, we're all going to be dead. But I, I get my uh, best ideas in the shower usually. So I was thinking about that in the shower. And I thought, you know, what if I made a board game that was like Churchill Downs and it's a drinking game? Luckily, Blair is a really great graphic designer. So I drew it out on a piece of paper and said, hey, can you make this? And he was like, yes. So that's how that was born. But yeah, I have crazy ideas and he brings them to life. So we're a pretty good team that way. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. When you, when you started, tell us about the tour. Like I haven't been on it, which is now devastating because I, I would go to any bar at this point, good or bad. I just want to go somewhere. Uh, but tell us about the, the cocktail tour and what, what the guests experience and how it all runs. So we like to say it's like being at the chef's table with the cocktails. Um, so we, we do three stops on each tour. They're all walking distance. Um, so the bartenders uh, make a drink for the guests, and as they're making it, they talk about the tiers they're using, the techniques they use, um, and the guests get to have that cocktail, and then they also get some snacks with them. So we do that at separate stops. It's a lot of fun. You should come on a tour. I know. Can you make it happen soon? <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. As soon as we can, we'll start up again. Yeah. It's yeah. a really fun way um, to promote the bars um, and to promote the amazing bartenders. We have a, an incredible craft cocktail culture here in Columbus, and really we want to highlight that because we always hear about in Chicago and New Orleans and they have such wonderful bartenders. We think ours are better. Mm -hmm. They're great. So, Absolutely. Yeah. The, the other really amazing thing is once people have done one tour, they would say we have about a 30% do more than one tour because they want to see a different part of town, a different group of bars. There are a couple who have been the same place twice because they enjoyed it so much. Yeah. What was the, how do you decide um, which, which bars to go to? I mean, I, I assume that you probably have to do your research, which I'm sure is challenging and hard to go and, you know, try things since <laughs> I say this, but how do you decide, okay, let's do this place or let's, let's do the bartender here. And then how does the bartender figure out what they're going to make? So there are several criteria as far as like choosing the bars. We have to look at bars that not only have a great craft program, but have a bartender who is good, you know, and has showmanship and has, you know, personality and skills. And then connect that with two other places that are within walking distance. So having those three as a group, uh, that helps us decide the areas that we go into. Once we do that, we never ever tell the bartenders what to do, what to make. We, we always get surprised, and they always floor us. They're, they're awesome. That's cool. We became friends with uh, Jesse Hubbard, kind of out of, I'm sure you guys know who Jesse is. Um, I, I, I don't even know how it started all through social media. I think he just liked the podcast and then from there has just come and, and I, I repeat exactly what you guys say. It's, it's so cool to see a bartender who has personality and not only innovation, but just the desire to bring more to the table because it's kind of an ongoing craft. I mean, I, I don't see it someday like, Oh, there's no more cocktails we can make. We've done them all. <laughs> 
varieties of like a few classics, but no, they, they are so uh, good at their craft and they're constantly innovating and super creative uh, people yeah. just using cocktail as their medium. Yeah, so it's speak. really amazing. And now they're doing all the fat washing and all that kind of stuff, which I learned was actually an old technique that's being brought back. So it's really cool. So I don't want to make you narrow down, but give me like your top three places in Columbus. I don't want to say one because that's not fair, but. <laughs> three? No, even three is tough. That's just impossible. I mean, <laughs> or yeah. some of your favorites. Uh, well, let's see. God, that's an, so Denmark, we love, of course. Mouton, um, um, M, uh, Jesse's Bar, we love. Um, Great Southern. Sidebar, Soul Bar. bar. Yeah, the bottle shop. Giuseppe's uh, bar. Service bar. Service bar. <laughs> I mean, they're all so good. They really yeah. are. Um, watersheds is amazing. There's there's uh, a very good reason why they get on our tour. Um, we love the light of seven Netflix, for example. Mm -hmm. But there are no two other places that we go to up there yet. At yes. least walkable. It's, it's a pretty large, long hike up that hill to get up to Worthington. But, but we love that more. Um, there are other tours, but part of our tour is because of that uh, accessibility that, that they have with other others in the neighborhood. So, so we grow up, maybe we'll be able to afford transportation, but that's just not happening right now. <laughs> a craft cocktail tour bus going. <laughs> Well, I mean, since everything has to be walkable downtown, but I'm sure you guys have gone out to the the burbs and outside. What are your favorite places kind of outside the, the downtown area? Watershed. 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 Light of seven matchsticks. Prohibition up in Powell. Let's see. We're really looking forward to Echo when it opens up. Yeah, there, there are people uh, we visited up in Delaware. It's it's great up there. Delaware is amazing. We want to do a destination tour there. Have you been to downtown Delaware lately? Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. The food scene, the cocktail scene, is just yeah. incredible. And you, you guys are your foodies as well, from what it sounds like. I, you know, I, I understand the cocktail portion of it, but is it sort of the whole experience that you're looking for with the food and the cocktails and all of that too? Yeah, well, for us, the cocktail is always the star of the show, but definitely the food is the important part of it. Gotta have sustenance so we can keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And I'm mostly a wine drinker, and I know that, that wine typically pairs with food, but I'm not as familiar with, with cocktails and food pairing. Is that a thing? It, it actually is. is. We, in fact, um, last year, they hosted the very first cocktail uh, convention in the city of Columbus. It's called um, the Columbus Cocktail Classic. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but it culminated in a uh, competition that paired uh, the bartender and a chef. And so the chef had to make an amuse-bouche that paired with the um, bartender's cocktail. So it was really fun. Jesse Hubbard was the contestant, so he actually won. Of course he did. <laughs> How it, is it? Say that again, Blair. It was a fun competition because the, the judges and the audience were getting presented at the same time with samples of cocktail and Amu's bush in three rounds and it just it made it so much fun because to see the creativity that went into not only the preparation of the cocktail but how that went with what was being served was absolutely amazing. That's so cool. What is it what is the food experience like? I mean again I, I speak from you know, tasting wine with food and pairing it—that it actually changes the, the the essence of the food if it's done well, or <laughs> changes it to bad if it's not done well. But what does it do for food on the the cocktail side of things? 
Um, I think it's just the 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 flavor experience and how they, the two go together and complement each other. I don't think it ever changes. Um, it, it may. It's a little bit it like, um, like, I guess if you drank a, a spirit meat and a period of the food, it would definitely change the flavor. Uh, but I don't know that cocktail would change so much. But it, it does influence it. If, if you're drinking something that is completely different from what you're eating, and neither tastes quite right. That's true. Yeah. So it does influence it. And I think that all of our bartenders are really uh, conscientious of that when it's working with small rights with it. And that can be on a typical tour, it can be anything from uh, truffle popcorn to an amazing charcuterie board or uh, a flatbread or a shortbread or dessert. Or dessert, yeah. It all and it's up to them. We don't ask them to do anything and prepare it for us. We just show up and enjoy. That sounds great right now, doesn't it? <laughs> I just want to show up somewhere and enjoy something soon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, are you just going somewhere and saying, "Bring me food"? Sounds uh -huh. really nice. Yeah, food, food and drink, please. We've been down without here. having to cook it myself. Right. We've, this is our, our recording space. My husband does his work stuff down here and I do my podcasting and some play readings and such down here. It's gotten to the point that I've just brought my own sustenance down. <laughs> just, yeah, classy, right? <laughs> I think we had a bottle of wine sitting out here for quite a while too. Um, now, are you cocktail makers yourselves? I do. Ah, not you, Leanne. I'm not a no, I'm terrible at it. No, you're not. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> she says that so that I make one. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so what, Blair, what you is are. What I'm is no pro, but I do all right. What's your go-to? What's your favorite one to make? You know, it depends on my mood and the season and what I want to go down or cooler, but um, some of my favorites to make are Manhattan's and Old Fashions, um, Sazerac's, Bucare's. What's a Sazerac? Sazerac? Yeah. Is, uh, it's an old New Orleans cocktail. Uh, it's rye, a little bit of simple for Peychaud's bitters. And you rinse the glass with absinthe. Very busy. Ooh. Wow. That's fancy. <laughs> it's a very, very old New Orleans recipe. Hmm. Where do you and find Go on. Where do you find these? Like, where is it stuff that you've tried along the way and then you decide to try to make it yourself? Is that okay? Uh -oh. Martini is easy. Everybody knows how to make a martini, and you just decide how. Yeah. Pour in some gin, make it cold, <laughs> stir it, add a little vermouth. It's easy. Or a lot of vermouth if you're me, because yeah. I love vermouth. She does like herbs full of vermouth. So. Uh, and then just expanding on that and reading in books the same way the bartenders do, learning by trying things, sitting at bars watching them work. We, you know, we are, when we go out we eat dinner at the bar, hang out with the bartender, watch them get tips. What is your, what's the experience like with, um, can you tell how long a bartender has been doing their job or <laughs> how experienced they are? Not always. No, because some of them are having been doing it that long, but they're so into it that they just spend a ton of time uh, perfecting their their craft. Mm -hmm. um, we know some really young bartenders who are, who are really great, and uh, they've done their first competitions now, and so they're just really fired up about learning more and and uh, 
Now it's hard to tell. I'm sure you've had bad experiences as well. You don't need to name the place, but what's the worst cocktail you've ever had? Shaking Manhattan is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> if you don't shake ever do that. What do I say? Shake my maracas, shake my feathers, but don't shake my Manhattan ever, ever. Remind me what all goes in a Manhattan. A Manhattan is uh, two parts bourbon or rye to one part sweet vermouth, and then bitters. A couple of splashes okay. of bitters, whether classically it would be with that, but um, like at home, I make it with the Brothers Old Fashioned Bitters, and sometimes I'll add a couple of drops of the Brothers Cherry Bitters. Or you know, you can play with all sorts of bitters. That's like your spice rack. Um, but that two to one, it has to be two to one, and it works that way. But if you shake it, it gets foamy and frothy and weird and diluted. And yeah. No. Okay. Blair, what's the worst one you've had? You know, that, that's probably the worst experience is to have something like that happen where you're at a, a nice bar or you think it's a nice bar and they shake your Manhattan or do something like that. Um, and a lot of times, you know, when we're at bars that we, that I don't think probably have a bartender who knows what they're doing with craft cocktails, I just won't bother ordering that. I'll, you know, Get bourbon on the rocks, or you know, little ginger bourbon and ginger ale, or something like that. But something that can't be screwed up. Yeah, keep it simple. It's easier to keep it simple, and then everyone's happy. I I think that's why I stick with wine most of the time. Like I know what I like, and it's pretty easy to yeah turn the cork, pull it open. Yeah. <laughs> are you wine or beer fans? Because we have such a big craft beer area around here too. Are you into that at all? I am. I I love all spirits. Who doesn't love beer? I don't like beer. I like wine, but beer is not. I drink one or two a year. That's about it. So, if somebody were brand new to wanting to try cocktails, asking for a friend. Um, wh where do you start? Start by asking what type of stuff you like. Do you like a more boozy cocktail? Do you like more fruity, uh, sweeter? Do you like pasta? Do you like gin? Do you like bourbon? You know, what, what do you think you like and start there? Yeah, and go to a really good bar um, like Denmark, um, just as an example, and just tell, tell the bartender if they're not like really, really busy, you think, I, I don't know what I want to drink, but here are the things that I like, and then they'll craft something for you. I, that's been my experience with Jesse. But he's so complicated and good at what he does, I have no idea what he's doing. I'm like, I, yeah, that was great. I don't know what it was, but it was great. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's quite good at it. Mm -hmm. He is good at it, yeah. And he's such a great kid, too. He's a fun guy. Where, where are your favorite places to eat in Columbus? Uh, I, we love Sidebar. Um, we love M, especially their happy hour. Um, gosh, G. Michael. G. Michael's is amazing. Um, Sycamore, um, Holly G. So many places. The table, the bar, uh, Watershed, Tavern. There's so many places here to eat. And we keep saying that we're going to uh, eat our way up Bethel Road at all those tiny mom and pop uh, ethnic places and just kind of gotten around to that but one thing that I did do during the quarantine we tried to buy gift cards to support everyone so we did buy a gift card for Columbus Food Adventure mm -hmm. one of those 
to, to go to those little, they have an ethnic food yeah. sort of things. Oh, that's awesome. Tell me about yeah. the book. Oh, I'm sorry, go. <laughs> Excuse me, it's the magic of Zoom. It's like, are we, it's so hard. Uh, tell me about the podcast. How did that come to be? Um, That's you. Gosh, I don't remember. I, I don't know. I just had the idea um, that I wanted to talk to bartenders about their story. Um, you know, they all have stories to tell. And um, we were on Dino Potis' podcast, and we got to know them pretty well. And so I asked Greg Hansberry if he would be interested in doing our podcast, and he agreed. And so that's how it happened. <laughs> oh, Greg. <laughs> we all know we're, Greg. We were both at work one day, and she texted me and said the podcast will be called if it's called the podcast. That's brilliant. Yeah, that makes sense. So, who, is, who was the first guest? Crystal at M. Oh, at M. Okay. And uh, tell me her name again. Crystal Lobby. Okay. She's been there the whole time or close to it, hasn't she? Time, yeah. 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 Okay. That was. That was our first place we went. Uh, that was our first anniversary dinner. Was at M, and uh, we we didn't actually know where babies came from. I think when we got married, so it was uh, like a month and a half after giving birth, and it was the first time I drank after giving birth. So Krista got pretty tipsy at the M on the first anniversary. That that happens a lot to us too. Yeah. That's what Uber and Lyft are for, right? That's right. Yeah. What side of town do you guys live on currently? We're downtown. Oh, you are downtown. Okay. That's awesome. So over this time, how have you had to adjust things? I mean, obviously we know that podcasts are essentially the same, but I mean, your essence of what you do and what you love is shut down right now. So how have you kind of adjusted to that? So we've kept it going by, um, Every night, Blair will post a, uh, so at the end of our tour, we ask our guests to tell us what their favorite cocktail of the night was, and then we post that on our website, and we call it the fan favorite cocktail. We post that with a picture and the recipe. So each night during the quarantine, Blair's been posting a fan favorite for past, and then we list the bartender Venmo information so the people, we hope that they'll make the cocktail then Venmo, um, the bartender, and then we've always years ago when we started doing that, we had the idea that we they turn those recipes into a book, of Columbus Craft Cocktail. Um, so we decided to kind of up that timeline and get that done now, so that we can get it out and hopefully get the proceeds to the bartenders who are involved in it. Yeah, 100% of the proceeds will go to the bartenders. Um, we did delay something of it because um, Doug Winship just did a Columbus cocktail book, and we wanted to wait a couple months to give him time to sell his, and then we'll, we'll roll ours out. But his is great also. And it also supports the restaurant industry here. So. And we've, we've stayed connected with our, our podcast, and then also... Um, We've just been buying whatever we can. Um, we've been buying cases of wine and bubbles from different places, and Veritas um, was selling their wines, and uh, the proceeds would go to the staff. So just whatever, gift cards, whatever we can do to support them uh, while they're having work. Um, and then we've been watching the Echo Spirits uh, Home Bartender um, Zoom thing, and then uh, Jesse's house party cocktails. We always tip the bartenders when we do that. So we were really concerned about events when this all went down. And so we, we've uh, done everything we can monetarily and otherwise to, to help them out. Yeah. It's a scary we, time. It is. And yeah. then our, our, we, our bourbon club, um, we're a, a nonprofit. And so we uh, donated $1,000 club to the service organization 
it's feeding the industry people. So. so do you think that, I mean, I know there's going to have to be changes made and all of that, but do you think that things in the bar industry will get back to normal or do you think it's going to take an extended amount of time to really set back? You know, I don't, I don't know. I um, think it'll take a while. I think it's going to take a while because it's just it's such a scary thing. But one thing that I hope happens that comes out of this is I hope that um, restaurants and bars will increase their pricing to improve their margins to be able to take better care of their employees. Um, you know, in Columbus, like I said before, we're such a caring community and we value our industry, the hospitality industry so much. I wouldn't mind paying double for a hamburger at the more if I know it's going, you know, to help out these people who wait on us and, and uh, give us a, an amazing I think this is a good time to reset and get people used to paying more. I agree. I, I mean, I, I've noticed, I have worked in food service and I believe that when you work in food service, you feel a little bit differently than people who haven't had that experience. But I know over this time, I'm tipping 25, 30% as much as possible because it's that, you know, we, we just ordered for Cinco de Mayo. And of course we like every other human being apparently on the face of the planet, uh, we ordered from a Mexican restaurant. And it was like an hour late. And I just texted the driver, hey, just wondering if everything's still coming. She said, I'm here with 50 other people. I've been here for almost an hour. No problem, not a problem at all. I'm totally fine. And I guess I think people forget sometimes how hard the service industry really is and how much is demanded and how that seems to be the one career or job that people have that is given so little respect. Yeah, yeah. We we would like to see it for sure, but um, yeah, it's like uh, you know why why are we bailing out the airline industry again? We're not bail out the uh, service industry. It just makes sense to us. And another thing that we've been doing, meeting Blair, um, we live in a uh, condominium complex, and so we um, we offer to pick up food for all of our residents. So we post a different restaurant. Um, each day, Monday through Friday, and then they place the orders and Blair comes and picks it up. And we did that for a couple of reasons. One, to support the restaurant, but also to keep less people from going out and, you know, possibly getting infected or infecting others. It's crazy. It's, it's amazing how everybody's just, like you said, you know, Columbus just kind of bands together and steps up and takes care of each other. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's so striking that whenever we talk to bartenders, they're concerned about other people. They're so selfless. It's just amazing. They're out of work. They don't know what's happening, what's next. But they're not concerned about themselves. They're concerned about others. And it, that is just a testament to the fact that they're in the service industry. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, that's, that's so clear even when you when you visit the place they they are more concerned about you and it's your experience and and that's not them being amazing at what they do but you know it's i understand it as the craft like an actor you know you're you're putting your work on to make other people happy yeah yep. that's so cool to see so what other hobbies do you guys have i mean cocktails are a wonderful hobby but what else do you guys do to fill your time what do we do? We um, mostly just drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, Blair is a cyclist, an avid cyclist. Um, he's ridden Pelotonia every mile every year since it started. Um, I like gardening, and I um, I and I have my motorcycle too. Yeah, I guess. Thank God I can. Riding those keeps me sane. Can we do a shameless plug, not for us, but for our friend? I yeah. think you'll appreciate it. Yeah. So the t-shirt we're wearing. Ooh. So this is a called Lost Radicals. Okay. Um, Dave Barber 
started it, and these, the single of these actually go to uh, benefit the, is it Howard's Council? Yep. So, or no, Greater Columbus. Greater Columbus Arts Council. That's so mine's music heels and it has lyrics from different uh, songs. And, and, his. and mine is a riff on the New Order Transmission album, but it's turned upside down to flatten the curve for no transmission. I like that. Cool. That's awesome. Where do where can people Very find cool. lostradicals.com? Lost radicals or loss? Lost. Lost radicals. Okay. That's awesome. No, I, I'm I am a huge advocate of the Ohio Arts Council and GCAC because um they help us keep going where I work. So yeah. This is this is kind of our weird time as artists. Right. oddly similar and we talked with Jesse about this when he jumped on our podcast when was that Ben I mean toward the beginning of all of this madness it seems like it was the first uh, uh, YouTube video so six weeks ago something like that yeah. yeah he was he was one of our first guests when the new podcasting offices came to be um, but you know it's it's funny that his industry of bartending is so similar in a weird way to our industry as actors you know that we are all kind of halted in this moment um but like him okay so how can we take this time and how can we jump and do things online and still make it an experience for people because really we're all well in his industry they're thirsty in our industry we're hungry <laughs> so trying to figure out you know what we can do and especially seeing him he's such a proponent of how can we make other people shine yeah. And I, I love seeing that, even though in a way it's a it's a competitive environment with the bartending industry, it's not. It seems like all they do is support each other and call each other out and see how they can combine forces. And you know, it's a it's a very cool thing to watch. And I'm not I'm not like you guys. I don't see it as often. I don't live downtown, and when I am downtown, I'm in rehearsal till eleven o'clock at night. But how how everybody forms together and bands together it's so amazing yeah it really is a brotherhood for sure um and so for our cocktail convention that we we're gonna have this year i don't know if we're gonna still be able to have it or not but um we had planned to do awards for the best bar and best bartender and how we were gonna get uh determine that is we were gonna send out secret shoppers to different places but um, since that couldn't happen, the secret shopper thing, we decided that we would instead do awards for the people in the industry who have gone above and beyond to help others during this time. Um, and there are just so many, and Jesse's one of them. I mean, he's and the created, keeps yeah, and he created that platform for bartenders to do what they love, which is to create and perform, and, you know, so that he's just one of many that we want to honor during this award ceremony. It's just amazing what people are doing. It's awesome, it's awesome. So tell me, I'm sure you've thought about it because we are, you know, they're going back to at least outdoor service next week and then getting back to the new normal, I guess, as it is. What is the first bar that you want to visit when this is all done? I actually haven't thought about it, have you? No, <laughs> no I haven't. It, it, I mean, it was just announced yesterday. So many places that I'd like to go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah. know. We'll probably go to more than one. Yeah. Uh, so we'll probably start on High Street. Back downtown. I'm sure they would appreciate that. I. I what are you gonna? Where are you gonna go? Where am I gonna go when this is? Oh gosh wherever my children aren't, to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> probably, you know, we, um, I work with CatCo, and when we do our performances, it used to be that we would always after party at the jury room when that was still around. Um, devastated when it was, when that closed down, because that was our place to go. But we've since, in the last few years, switched to Little Palace. Um, and that's kind of been our, our go-to place, especially those of us that taught. There were many an afternoon after teaching, we would go straight there. Uh, but we've, we've talked about, 
I want to go to Little Palace again. And just to sit, and it's so funny how those, they're almost like memories now of these places that we used to go to because we, we, we took so much advantage of these great opportunities and these great places that we went to and the memories there. Like I can, I know what Little Palace smells like. And that's yeah. odd to say, but you know, just how, how being away from everything gains so much more of an appreciation. So that's, that's probably where I would want to go first. Definitely that, or, or Great Southern to hang out with Jesse again. Yeah, we'll probably, it will probably be M and then probably Great Southern and then Sidebar. Sidebar and then just keep making our way down High Street till we can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Which takes a while for us because we are professionals. <laughs> I, I know I've gotten a little more uh, tolerance during this time at home. We'll just go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people have. <laughs> it's so bad. It's it's funny how it's like, okay, so it's it's one forty I mean this is an okay time to start, right? It is Friday after all. Yeah. That's Friday. good. Thank you. How old are you? Um I have a twelve year old and a nine year old. Okay. So, so they're old. Yeah. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. yeah. It's it's once the school work is done and this time. Yeah, I'll be fine. Mommy's drinking. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little, a little much lately, but in the same sense, it's like, you know, this seeing this continue, we're almost more concerned about what do we do now that school and the the process of having this schedule is done. How are these kids going to fill their days now? Oh, great. Yeah, and I'm hearing that a lot of the summer camps are closing down too. So. Yep, they are. They are. We're having, we in our own company are trying to figure out how to make all of that possible for summer. But it's, you know, even with the, the idea of like, okay, well, if the pools were open, I think it would be okay. <laughs> Just throw them in the water and exhaust them. That's, that's the whole yeah. point of summer. Yeah. Not this year. Yeah. It's sad. Well, you know, there's a hill at Schiller Park. You could take them there and just have them run up and down the hill. <laughs> totally fine. Yes. It's or that, uh, those metro trails out in uh, Worthington. Yeah. I have been, so we got a puppy, a corn puppy, as, as most have. Um, and I've been trying to make sure that our older dog is taken care of. And so I've been taking her on walks and I don't, I, I think just because I have the time, they're getting longer and longer. Uh, we went nine and a half miles yesterday. <laughs> hence, hence the glasses because of all of the allergies out now. So I'm kind of like all day today, but it's so amazing to see so many people out. And I, I'm a big dork because I'm a huge extrovert, but to see at this point, all of these people moving out and about and around and about 90% of them eye contact and smile. It's just, it's been really neat to see that we still really need each other. Uh, I may be far away from you. I may be getting off the path so that you can <laughs> be further away from me, but people are still very friendly and very kind. And the random conversations with strangers has been great. And the DoorDash people that make sure to wave or say hi when they drop something off, like it's okay. have a darn good place here. <laughs> Yeah. Well, tell us where we can find your podcast and, and keep in touch with you and, and know when the next craft cocktail tour is going to happen. Well, the, the craft cocktail tour is go to ColumbusCraftCocktailTour.com, all spelled out. Uh, and there are links there to the podcast as well, which is if this part talk, but you can stream that pretty much everywhere. Um, and we are on Instagram and Facebook at Us Craft Cocktail Tour. So that's probably the place that we're updating the most often is on Instagram and Facebook. And you can follow our daily recipes for fun flavors there. And if you ever need an idea, just through there. You'll find some really great ones. That's awesome. Who knows when we'll get back to touring. Unfortunately, 
when it's safe and when everybody has their feet on the ground again too. And then if people want to support certain bars, I mean, they, they have, you, you talked about Venmo being set up. Is that a normal thing or is that just sort of like that you are kind of making that opportunity possible for certain people at certain times? We've been doing that um, just to make sure that the bartenders who created the cocktails and the staff that are still furloughed have that opportunity to receive the tips. Yeah, so if anybody wants to tip their favorite bartender, they can just go on our uh, Facebook page um, and look for the cocktail. That's so cool. I love that. BenserviceRelief.org is doing such a great thing with preparing meals for all the industry. So we've been trying to support them as well. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. It was it was nice to finally hang out with you on computer screen. <laughs> you guys take care, stay healthy, and we'll see you. We'll share a drink. We will share yes. A yes. Sounds lovely. We'll do that. Ben, do you want to do you want to close us out? Sure. Hey, uh, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you uh, if you like what you hear. Uh, head on over to Facebook, find us. That's kind of our primary landing page where we answer questions, take requests, uh, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Requests. We do take that. requests. Uh, Krista will sing any song that you ask her to sing. Oh, so she, you can shake your head all you want, but you'll do it. I know you will. Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, you can find us on Instagram, uh, the, the usual suspects. Uh, we're on YouTube, which is this that's going to launch on uh, Fridays. And then Tuesdays is the actual audio-only podcast. Uh, but uh, thank you so much. And if you know somebody who might like the show, remember sharing is caring. And uh, be safe out there. Watch out for the bath salt zombies and those coronaviruses that are just roaming. So, yeah. Be safe. <laughs> Thanks, Blair and Leanne. Bye, everybody. Bye. Foxland Media. Think big.